Chris, hello. Welcome to episode zero of our podcast. Uh, hello. Part of what we're going to figure out on this podcast, figuring out what it's called. Yes. How are you doing? How's your day? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today? Cool. I'm, I'm doing really well. I meditated this morning, uh, feeling great, excited to start a new thing. Because if there's one thing listeners and you should know about me, it's that I love starting new projects. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so, you, you sent me a message a few days ago that was like, hey, I'm thinking about uh, starting a new thing, sort of like uh, Art of Product or Build Your SaaS. And uh, would you be interested in maybe talking about starting a podcast about building uh, software companies? Uh, you know me so well, I cannot say no to that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to that pitch. <laughs> I thought that uh, might be the case. I guess, yes, you, you got me. Uh, I guess to start off with, let's lay out where we are what the purpose of this podcast is for us and what we'll be talking about. Uh, Chris, could you tell me a little bit about the software journey that you're going on? Tell me a little bit about Meeting Place and also the things that you've been working on in the past. Yeah, so I am a software developer. I have been one for a long time. And for the last while, I've been consulting um, independently. And while I've been consulting, the whole point of the consulting journey was to be able to own my own product and own my own time at some point. So I've done a number of things towards that. I released an ebook, uh, although that's taken down now, it's way out of date. Um, I am an egghead instructor, so that is something I do also. Um, but then last year I started a SaaS called Meeting Place, and that's mm. kind of like a meetup alternative. Uh, they did this pricing test where they were gonna charge free users $2 to RSVP to events. Um, and as a meetup organizer myself, uh, that did not sit well with me at all. So I started meeting place the next day, basically. And so it's been a year. It has 3,000 users or so, but um, not very many paying users. It's a freemium model. And I've been consulting the whole time, and that has taken up all of my time. But now I am ready to turn off consulting and actually switch on meeting place. So I have a lot of ideas about what to do next with that that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, so I am excited to start that journey. How about you? I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I will get into me in a all second, right, but right. I want to. I want to talk more about that first. <laughs> the, I was so excited. We we had a call like right around when uh, COVID hit. Yep. And you were talking about thinking about going full time on Meeting Place and this whole thing with Meetup. And oh my gosh, how exciting of like. Uh, meeting other humans is a thing that I don't think is ever going to go away. That's a very core problem. And with COVID, it's sort of totally shaken up this environment of what it means to have a meetup in person. And uh, the, the game has changed. And so I think you're in a fantastic position with the, the number of uses you have and the flexibility that you have to be targeting different things. I'm very excited to see this journey of what this turns into, because I think you can be much more nimble than Meetup can. Meetup, I think, is entrenched in the, the ways that they've been doing things and is very much a product designed for meeting up in person. And that's not a thing that I think we do anymore. And who knows when it's going to come back. So uh, I think you have a ton of advantages in this space. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. Where would you like to be in, I don't know, six months of podcast episodes from now? What, what would you like the title of that episode to be <laughs> about Meetup? That's a good question. Um... I really want to turn Meeting Place into a, a more community-focused site than Meetup is. So I would like for there be, to be lots of communities, not just Meetups, but communities on Meeting Place. Um, so I think that's where I would like to be. And then I also, as a bootstrapper, I uh, and I'm stopping my consulting revenue. So I would really like to, um, I have lots of ideas for how to apply Meeting Place to businesses as well. And so I think that's where a lot of my revenue can come from. And so I want to support this community, like 
you know, nonprofit community focus as well as the business focus. Um, and I think I can do that with the same feature set, but I'll be able to charge businesses more. They can do like internal meetups, like team building activities, and also have uh, businesses able to host, for example, like all of their customers in an online community. Um, I think that could be a, a profitable for me and also very useful thing for businesses. Um, so yeah, in six months, I would like to have the features built out uh, for those two things, communities and, uh, and a more business focus. Love it. I'm so excited for our episode in six months. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a great example of a type of way that you can take advantage of the market in this new COVID world because businesses now need better tools of being able to foster community when everyone is working remotely. That's a that's a way that the market has substantially changed. That's a thing that we did not need before March of this year. Exactly. That, and yeah, what what a good oh one of the things I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch is the finding the ideal market for assassin and, and uh, being able to s pick a good customer. Justin Jackson has a lot of great ideas in the space of you need to find people who can pay you, and right. that's a very important thing. Don't don't pick snowboard bums as as your uh, target market. And so yeah, businesses I think makes perfect sense as a market of people to be uh, focusing on for formating place. Uh, I'm very excited to see this journey, as I'm sure all of our listeners are. <laughs> all all three people listening that's right, that's right. to this this uh, zeroth episode. Uh, neat. All right. How about you? You have file inbox and you have lots of other things like you mentioned. So uh, why don't you other things. why don't you talk about where you're at uh, to start? So file inbox is a company that I started accidentally Right out of college, I was in a gap year. I was supposed to go to medical school. And there were half a dozen little side projects that I'd made. I made a textbook search engine when I was in college and sent that to my friends and made a few thousand dollars. And that was so exciting because that was the first time that I'd made money on the internet. But I thought, okay, th this is probably not a thing. And I should probably choose the safe career of being a doctor and make sure that I have money. And then maybe, you know, 10 years from now, I can start my own bingo card creator and I'll just keep doing things on the side. And I started right out of college. I took a gap year from medical school and uh, was going to work for this tech medical startup, which was fun. It was a balance of my two interests of medicine and technology. And that fell through really quickly, as startups are wont to do. And so I ended up with a year of just being able to do whatever I wanted. And whatever I wanted turned into continuing to make apps and learn new technologies. And inspired by Patrick McKinsey, seeing that Stripe was this platform that you could charge people's credit cards with code. How amazing is that? <laughs> you can write a piece of code and it takes money from someone's credit card and puts it in your bank account. How cool it's is that? Superpower. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and so I had to figure out a way to try this. And the app that I tried it on was the side project that I made for myself just to send myself homework files because I didn't want to log into the school email because I knew that key loggers were a thing. And people had been bugging me for feature requests on this. And I was like, yeah, I'm a student. I don't, I don't have time for you. So I thought, okay, I just need an excuse to learn how to use Stripe and to use this API. What if I implemented some of these features that people have been bugging me for? but I'll be sneaky about it. I will tell them that they have to pay me money to get features <laughs> that I've already made. Those chumps, who's, who would do that? You, you pay someone to do work and then they do. That's, that's not how things work. Uh, and the first day that I launched, I had 10 people sign up for the $30 a year plan. And I was like, wow, that's more money than I've ever made in a single day in my life, even like working. Uh, okay, that was a fluke. 
that's not going to happen again. Next day, same thing. Next day, same thing. And a month later, I realized, okay, I guess, I guess this is what I do now. <laughs> and it's been a journey. And I'd, I'd love to take some episodes to, to like unpack so many. I feel like, I feel like the biggest, the biggest struggle in this for me has been purely psychological of like imposter syndrome and also uh, not recognizing that the feelings that I was feeling were imposter syndrome and uh, figuring out that it's okay for me to charge a lot of money for this thing, that it's not about the amount of time or effort that I put into it. It's about the value that other people are getting from it and learning about how marketing is not a sleazy thing to do, but it's a way to help people because if there are people who have a problem and you tell them, hey, if you have this problem, I can help you with it, that does them a favor. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. That's a thing people want. So I also have this problem of... I feel like my my attention tends to get very fragmented very easily. Of uh, case in point, this podcast, <laughs> this is so exciting. I love picking up new projects. It's great. I love exploring new things. the The downside of that is projects like File Inbox, which I've I've now been running. It's it's been my full time income for about the last five years. Uh, just gets neglected, and so I think making that a focus of this podcast would be good for me. Of you mentioned uh, in the message you sent me that it'd be nice to have some accountability of, okay, if nothing else, we have this regular podcast where <laughs> in the back of your mind all the time, you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to answer to Christian about like, that I haven't gotten anything done this week on, uh, on meeting place. Exactly. I would love to have that for file inbox of, if I'm just making a little bit of progress on it once a week, uh, that, that would be great. So that's, that's the main thing that I would like to be doing is pushing that forward. Uh, that's going to look like, the the very next project that I'm doing is transitioning to some serverless stuff. I think one of my trepidations right now in focusing entirely on marketing is this is a very fragile Rails app that I made when I was, I don't know, what, 21 and knew nothing about coding or architecture. And so right. it's just these pieces like bolted on. And so knowing what I know now technologically, I feel like I can remake it much better to be just like rock solid, that I'm not worried about the infrastructure or servers crashing or setting up new servers. So... That's the first step. And I don't think it's going to take that long. Uh, I would love for that to be just like done and out the door in a month. And there's a handful of features that I'd like to be bundling with that. And then once that's done, I really need you to rein me in and be like, Christian, <laughs> remember on our, on our zeroth episode, you said that you wanted to focus on marketing, that that was so much more important. Uh, that's going to be the focus of as soon as this app is in a place where I feel like, okay, this could scale infinitely. And the only thing that I would need to do is pay a slightly higher uh, bill in serverless functions. Uh, I, I'll feel much more comfortable in marketing. And I think that's going to look like publishing a lot of info products around the product. So things like videos and things like, uh, I don't know, maybe I start another podcast of people <laughs> who are in that space and interview them and talk about those problems and more articles. Uh, we are, our first guest is Moitza Zove, uh, the Facebook ads expert. It's a game that I've tried a few times and it hasn't worked and I don't like that. Uh, so that's, that's the primary focus. Uh, and then, you know, there's going to be other things that pop up. There's, there's like three other things that I'm starting, uh, from scratch that I think are, uh, they're, they're, they're further behind where you are right now with meeting place. Uh, one of them that I'm really interested in pursuing because it's it's a it's a really strong personal gain in my productivity is this time tracker I've been working on currently has uh, four users, none of which are paying. <laughs> and I love it. I love working on it. I love the problem that it solves. I am loving the feedback that I'm getting and the conversations that I'm having around it. File inbox, I feel like I sort of just fell into. And 
uh, Midnight is the name of this productivity app. It's a it's a sort of a radical time tracker where you keep track of all of your time. That's a thing that I am interested in pushing forward and using the lessons that I learned from File Inbox of uh, baseline level. Technically, I'm, I'm starting from scratch, having this all be serverless and based on React and marketing and knowing that I like working on the product and that I enjoy the people that it's helping. Uh, so that's that's going to be focus number two. And oh my gosh, there's probably going to be other things that I come <laughs> in and like... Okay, Chris, I didn't get anything done on file inbox, but I did start this new thing. Uh, and here's what that new thing is. Uh, that's that's where I'm coming at this from. And that's roughly uh, my goals for what we'll be talking about on the show. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. So I think this is going to be a recurring theme that I'll, I'll start <laughs> new projects without finishing my old ones. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like you said, I'm excited to have some accountability for actually working on the features I say I'm going to be working on. <laughs> for a meeting place. Um, and also Thanks. just like you, my default is to build things. So have some, uh, you know, push towards actual marketing or sales or something like that uh, yep. will be great. So yes, yep. definitely. Which is so much easier for me when I'm talking to someone else. I feel like, I feel like it'll be much easier for me to tell you like, Hey, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> you built this really cool, like animation, uh, talking head thing but how did how did that move forward meeting place how how did that help marketing that's that's right uh, i did <laughs> <laughs> i think it was funny a few months ago we were we were both working on the same sort of project of figuring out how to turn uh audio into audiogram talking head style things and came up with our own solutions of, of how to do that but uh yeah i feel like i feel like the way you build things is very much in line with <laughs> with how i built things and like the the types of projects that yeah. you're attracted to yeah uh Chris, a, a question that we got to answer. What is this called? What's the name of this show? That is a good question. Um, some of the themes I think we'll be covering are SaaS, uh, business, but also building and developing. So those are some, <laughs> some uh, starting point ideas. Um, Both of our names start with Chris. That's, that's true. A, that's a thing we could play with. True. The... Something about Chris, something. <laughs> What would a, if we did like a couple name, it would be like, we could do like the first part of your name and then the last part of my name. So it could be like, like Christian. Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. What's like a, what's a stupid name we could do? Like <laughs> Chris and Christian build stuff. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, we could go domain shopping for something around building and Chris. I do own the domain make.dev, which I think is kind of cool. Um, oh, make.dev. Yeah. Uh, it is expensive to renew every year, so we may want to <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> but I'm um, currently, it's it's not, I'm not really doing much with it. Uh, so that's yeah. that's an option. Uh, make.dev. How how expensive is that per year? Is that, that is $1,600 a year. <laughs> $1,600? Oh, no. It was, how long have you been sitting on that? Oh, six months. Six months. Yeah. Okay. I, I bought it. Eight hundred dollars. I know. I it was it was. If you want to talk about domain names, I don't buy many, but when I do, <laughs> <laughs> you go big. That's you right. Go hard. That's right. It That's was great. it was a dumb purchase. Uh, I was hoping to do something with it, and that fell. Well, so that was at the start of COVID, basically. And I just yeah yeah. We can talk about this too, but I lost all motivation, uh, more or less. Um, hmm. And so as as many people did. That's right. COVID. That's right. So I had grand plans, uh, which yeah, it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, oh, something man. about making i think uh is it is a kind of a direction that i think a name would be good okay i mean 
we could probably justify that with this podcast. Is, do you have do you have bigger ambitions for Make.dev? Is there a is there a uh, thing you'd like to use it for? Well, I did, but I'm not. I decided I'm not going to. It was a distraction. I decided. So I mean, so it it was it was going to start with an email list of of kind of this kind of topic. So how to build a SaaS, and part of it was honestly to keep me on track. So it was, yeah. um, you know, like the idea was small bites of information that you could do like an action every day or an action every week that you could do to move your business yeah. forward. Um, Love it. And then also I was going to, I like doing like informational screencasts. I'm an egghead instructor, right? That's what I do. Um, so I was going to do like for meeting place, I'm going to do a Slack integration, for example. So I was going to record how to do a Slack integration and put it on there mm -hmm. as well. Um, and the whole idea was, you know, release a bunch of stuff for free and then also have like a, probably a membership site with more information, like how to build a Slack integration and how to, set up a Ruby on Rails app with React, that kind of thing. Um, mm. I still think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, um, love it. But, and, and maybe maybe this podcast becomes some of that too. I don't know. Um, but we can think about that. Okay. It sounds like this podcast is in line with what you have wanted to do with Make.dev, that it's a, a similar audience, like technical people who want to build stuff to build a business. Uh, how would you feel if this was the make.dev podcast? Uh, that would be fine with me. I didn't mean to spring it on you on the, um, on the podcast, but yeah, that would be fine with me. Uh, makes sense to me. Cool. All right. <laughs> this is the make.dev podcast. Okay. Episode zero. Uh, where Chris and Christian are just chatting about stuff, trying to figure out, uh, what they're doing. How often would you like to have this show? Is this a thing that we do once a month? Is this a weekly thing? How often would you like to be held accountable? Um, I could do either monthly or weekly. Uh, I think most bootstrapper podcasts are weekly. So that was my initial thought, but based on how that much works for me. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Cool. I've got, I've got monthly things right now. I have a, a mastermind that I'm doing monthly, which I love because it's, it's a very good periodic check-in of on that time scale. I can, I can set, pretty ambitious goals on the scale of a month. And then knowing that I have this check-in with my mastermind once a month has been nice of like, okay, here's this nice chunk of, of work that I've done. Uh, and I feel like doing a weekly podcast would be good for me of having another periodic check-in that I'm doing where I can be talking about things on a shorter time scale. Uh, so between the two of them, oh, I'm going to be held so accountable. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> That's right. We're going to be getting so much done. Right. Uh, what are you thinking roughly for episode length? Is this a thing that we do? I think art of art of uh, product is like an hour, like half an hour to an hour. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I think it's shorter than that, like okay. yeah, half an hour, and uh, other ones are an hour. I think an hour is a little long. Um, so yeah, twenty thirty minutes, half an hour, something like that. Great, that sounds good. Yeah, I like it shorter because I think, especially if it's only a week, I think having a week, I can talk about the last week in under half an hour uh under 15 minutes like not a week is kind of short <laughs> a week <laughs> right, is, right a week's not a lot of you get like you get like two big things done in a week right uh and it's a good week that yeah. makes sense cool and then i'm thinking i'm thinking for format the thing that would help me the most is if if you ask me how the things went that i said i was going to do the previous week so i'm thinking like as part of each episode i tell you i'm planning on doing this the next week uh, and then you higher level be like, but Christian, zeroth episode, you told me <laughs> that you wanted to focus on marketing and that that was the most important thing. And then I said, oh, okay, you're right. I should do some marketing instead. Uh, and then the next episode, if you asked me, hey, this is the thing that you said you were going to do this last week. How did that go? And why didn't you do that? Uh, what did you do instead? Uh, I think I think that would be the most helpful format for me. 
I think what, that would be. What would you like? Yes, I think that would be helpful for me also. Um, we're both cool. solo founders, and so without having a co-founder or someone else to keep you in line, uh, I tend to watch YouTube <laughs> and do other random yep. projects and uh, and consulting, which I'm stopping now. So um, I'm going to have a lot of time, and I'm going to need to be focused and have someone tell me to be focused. Same. Yeah. Man, I feel like working for myself is so great. And... Uh, Every strength is a weakness. And so the, the trade-off is like having a boss is actually great. If you have a good boss, someone who just tells you the very next thing to do is so nice. I feel like so much of my adult life has been focused on how do I be my own boss to myself and so many systems and so many apps and so many different things and books that I've read have all just been focused on how can I get to the point where I can set a goal of an intention of something that I want to do and then actually follow through on doing that without getting distracted on YouTube. Oh, what a, oh, what a Pandora's box is the wrong word, but a, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what's, what's like the, like Xanadu. Like uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, not a cesspool. A trap. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they know how to, that algorithm knows how to keep you on. Oh, it sucks you in. It's yep. so, how many incredibly talented engineers have spent their entire career just, trying to get me to stay on on uh on youtube more uh oh it, it works so well uh it's it's such a good product uh and we're not helping we're we're probably gonna put this up on youtube <laughs> that's right that's right but hopefully <laughs> we're the, hopefully this is helpful to someone to, <laughs> to hear yes. what we're going through and also you know be held accountable themselves maybe that's right of all the videos that someone could be watching on youtube uh hopefully this is I, I just spent uh an entire week watching almost all of taskmaster on youtube yeah, oh. that was a big waste of time. It's also an amazing show, not to give you something else to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few clips pop up. It's like, how do you hide uh, a pineapple on your person? That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I could I could fall into that so quickly. Yeah. Uh, so don't, but it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> cool. So uh, what I'm hearing is that we're going to be each other's boss, kind of, of <laughs> holding each other accountable, making sure that we're... I, I kind of see this as like a like a little board meeting of okay we're we're, we're each taking turns uh, going into each other's business and uh, being the boss and looking around and then we each go off for a week and build the stuff and then come back and get to put on our boss hat again and be like oh well you know Christian from last week he he was pretty lazy he uh he just watched all of Taskmaster instead of <laughs> doing his actual tasks that's uh, right. But that's a different person. This, this is uh, executive Christian right now talking with Chris. So, you know, we'll, we'll be making some changes around here. <laughs> We're going to fire that Christian and hire a new Christian on. Yeah. Uh, neat. Sounds good. Okay. Well, let's get started then. Chris, for this next week, what would you like to be focused on? What would you like me to ask you about next week? Yeah. The two big things. Let's see. I might have more than two. Uh, maybe two is a good, good number. Two or three. Um, I want to make private groups for Meeting Place. That's something that existing uh, people are asking for. So having, being able to make a group private and then um, also adding guests to an RSVP right now, when people join, when they if they want to attend a meeting place event, they have to actually join the group, but um, uh, people want to be able to add guests. And then once I start adding more features, so right now meeting place is freemium uh, up to, so you can have a group up to a hundred members and it's free. And I want to keep that, but um, I want to feature limit it a little bit. So, for example, I think private groups is something that, you know, people can pay for. And so I'm going to need to rework my um, how I charge a little bit right now. Right now, it's just the trigger on 100 members. So I have to rework how I charge. So 
And I also have to, and maybe you have ideas about this. Um, how do you match up what features someone has access to, to what the plans and Stripe? Um, hmm. I think I'm going to do uh, by date. So I'll have like a plan with a date, either prefix or suffix. So, cause, because right now my basic plan is going to change um, like what features are in it. And I'm going to have multiple plans eventually. So I want to just be able to, you know, I want to set myself up well for like managing those in Stripe uh, as, you know, like the names in Stripe and the names in my, mm. in my app. So mm. that's what I need to look at this week. That's a fun technical challenge that I, that's one of the engineering things that I did uh, as a, as a 22 year old making file inbox that I did not do correctly. <laughs> the way that I implemented mapping Stripe names to the plans uh, is functional and if I had engineered that a little bit better, I feel like it, it would be saving me a lot of time right now. And also that's, so, so okay, here's, here's what I would like to push on a little bit uh, for those goals. These are all like technical features. Yep. Uh, making, being able to make groups private, uh, being able to add guests to an RSVP, uh, figuring out how to match up features in Stripe plans with your, your internal uh, feature mapping. The, the question that I'd like to pull you back on is how, how are those going to make you more money? How is that going to grow Meeting Place as a business? Yes, good. Um, so I, I know where you're going, so I'll answer your question first, and then I'll, I'll say what I'm going to do next. Um, <laughs> okay. So the the one person is waiting on private groups in order to start, so they will mm -hmm. presumably um, sign up once private groups are a thing. Um, that's what okay. they've said anyway. So. I will get one more group. And if I make private groups paid, then they will have to pay for it. Um, or they will tell me they don't want to. And then I can ask them what I can do in order to, you know, get them to pay for it. Um, okay. So that, that's one thing. I've, I've had other people in the past tell me they want private groups as well. So um, I know that's something people are waiting for. Um, I also have, so I have mm, maybe 400 or so people on a 500 people on a mailing list. Um, mm. And so the two other things I want to do, I don't know if I can get all this done in a week. I mean, I probably can if I push myself. Um, I want to, I have some emails in ConvertKit. I have some emails in my database. And yeah. I, I want to combine that all into uh, an interface in my app so that I can send out emails to either all the members, all the admins, or all the email, marketing email list. And I can do that from my app, you know, because right now I have to like combine multiple sources and it's like, it's tricky to send out an email. So I want to be able to send out, like when I make private groups, I want to be able to send out an update to everyone who's interested in that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next thing that I want to do, be, I forgot about this, so uh, is since I directionally want to go towards businesses paying me more money, um, I actually talked to two people already, but that was a couple months ago, and I haven't talked to them since. And they said they were interested. And so I don't know, other than COVID making me, you know, lose all motivation. I don't know why I haven't talked to them again. So I would like to talk to them again and figure out um, what it would take to get them to pay for a business license. Those last two things sound so much more important than the first three. Uh, yeah, probably. Being able to integrating sending emails, that's a marketing feature. That's a way to get your message out in front of people more. Uh, I, I would prioritize that above anything else. Uh, except the last thing you said, talking to your business clients, I think that's the most important thing you could do this week. Probably. Uh, talking to talking to customers unilaterally, the the thing that people neglect the most, uh, the thing that I hate doing the most, <laughs> and the most important, I think, because oh, it's been so much fun with 
midnight uh, th this product that i feel like i've chosen and i've chosen the market for instead of stumbling into it like i did with file inbox i am so energized by the conversations that i'm having with people it's it's fun it's great and every call that i've had i get five or six ideas for these killer features that because i am also a customer of this product are improving my life directly they're improving the product for the target demographic that i'm looking for and it just energizes me of it's this brand new idea of a way to make the product better that i got from talking to a person and now they're excited and i'm excited and now they sort of have ownership over this feature and uh in the future they can say oh yes that that feature there that was my idea <laughs> right right um and it, it just gets me so in tune with why i'm building this thing and what is actually important because if I'm talking to someone, I, oh, there was this call I had uh, with my friend Peter the other day when I was onboarding into this uh, this app, and a, a thing happened in the process of onboarding where he was like, "Oh, could I could I export this page as a CSV? Because I bill based on time, oh, and yeah. if I could just export this page and format it slightly differently, uh, this could take over as the the way that I uh, write invoices to people." Of those five things, I think the most important thing you can be doing. Uh, is talking to your two business clients. And then second most important thing is setting up whatever system you need to be able to send out email easier so that you, you feel comfortable with that. Uh, and then and then it sounds like the making private groups is, is probably gonna be number three, uh, if that's the thing keeping one client from coming on. Is that is it an important client? Is it is that one of your business type clients? No, it's just a, um, it's something I've been asked more than once. And then this late, this latest round, basically they said, you know, they want to start the group, but they, they want mm -hmm. to be private. So, um, it's something I've, it's something I know I want to do eventually also. So mm -hmm. like I have, I, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but I have a huge list of features, right? How do you prioritize those? Um, this is just the thing on that list that the most people have asked for, um, mm -hmm. that I know I want to do anyway. So. Cool. Okay, cool. I think that makes sense. I would be interested in after you, you, there's two business clients who you want to talk to. Yep. I, I would be interested in what your feature priority list looks like after you have those conversations with the people on your business list, because I think it's probably going to look very different and it's probably going to look much more targeted at, oh my gosh, these people are ready to pay me whatever, $200 a month. Could if, be. If I can do, you know, if, if I do these two extra features, yeah. uh, they'll, they'll be willing to pay that. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm I, I interested in hearing what your takeaways were. Yeah. I already know the base feature set, um, which is basically you need to have an organization that can have multiple groups. Right. Mm. Uh, I know I need to do that, but yeah, beyond that, I'm not exactly sure what will make them pay, pay money. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm excited to hear how those conversations go. Uh, if you can record those calls, that might be a fun thing to include like in the episode. Uh, maybe we'll see. I'll ask. Cool. We'll see. Neat. All right. How about you? How about me? Uh, my main focus for this next week is going to be on wrapping up a project that I made in high school or in uh, in college. Uh, that's a textbook search engine that's been broken for like six months, and it because the the API updated and I the code base was old, and I I didn't want to reinstall the drivers. Uh, so I'm I'm remaking it from scratch. And I think it's gonna take, I think it's gonna take like six more hours, and it'll, uh, it it was making like two thousand dollars a year, and I think if I put just like a little bit of marketing into it, uh, it could be making substantially more. 
and it's not going to take a lot more development time. And I just need to knock it out. I just I just need it to be done. Uh, it's it's a thing that's like almost done. That if if I just put a little bit more effort into it, it'll it'll be done. Uh, and then get it out of the way. And then it's a very seasonal thing, so it it requires very little of my attention. It's called textbooks, please. Textbooksplease.com for all your textbook buying needs. <laughs> uh, and so that's that's priority number one. Priority number two for this next week is a, a goal that I've had that I've just been kicking along for the last month and a half, uh, longer than that actually, of having the basic functionality of File Inbox transitioned to serverless. And I know exactly how I'm gonna do it. This is what I was referring to earlier of the, this one little technical feature I feel like is the last thing keeping me from uh, really going whole hog into a, a marketing push. Uh, because once I can push the core functionality of it into serverless, it'll just scale infinitely and I'll never have to worry about someone uploading a thousand files all at once ever again. And so the, the specific point that I would like to be at is uh, on our next podcast, I want to be able to send you a link and say, hey, Chris, send me a file or a thousand files. And when you drag and drop files into that window, it gets sent to me. Uh, through the serverless architecture of Firebase. It's not going through the Rails app. It's not going through uh, the Amazon S3 flow that it's currently going through. Uh, if I can do that next week, I will be happy. So thing number one, I want you to be able to go to textbooksplease.com and type in the name of a book and search for it and then be able to buy it. Uh, and that works on affiliate fees, so that makes money. And then thing number two, I want to be able to send you a link to my file inbox. That's a special serverless beta file inbox page where when you send me a file, it goes through the Firebase serverless architecture that I will make up in the next week. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I will push back on you like you pushed back on me. Uh, you, said, good. <laughs> you said that the textbooks please will just take a little bit of marketing, um, which always sounds like it won't take very much time, but I suspect it might take a lot of time. Do you do you know yep, probably? Do you know what you're going to do for marketing and and how much time that'll take and how you're going to do that? This is something that I would love to ask Moita when we have her on our show. I think I've experimented with Facebook ads for that product in the past, and that has worked well. Uh, I that's the the marketing side of it. I don't think is a problem that I want to solve in the next week because it's very seasonal. Like people buy textbooks once a semester uh, in like the same two week period. Right. So I, I think I think what that's going to look like is uh, set up some Facebook ad campaigns that run in this specific two week period twice a year that are an ad that says something along the lines of Hey, you're a student who goes to this university textbooks are so expensive, use textbooks, please. And they'll be less expensive. And that's a much more straightforward business because I'm not like collecting credit cards and uh, it, it it's very seasonal. It, it takes a very small amount of time. Uh, I can calculate the the customer acquisition cost and the, the amount that I'm making on each person in a much more straightforward way than I can with recurring revenue. It's, it, it's just a much simpler, smaller business. Uh, so that, that's one thing is with Facebook ads. The second thing I think it would be interesting to experiment with SEO of having specific landing pages for different universities of like, I, I think there are probably things that people are Googling that are along the lines of SMU textbooks or TCU textbooks or free download for UTD textbooks. Right. And if I had a page for every university with the title of how to get your textbooks at 
blank university for free or at the lowest price, uh, something along those lines. I think that that might warrant a, a search through like Ahrefs or some sort of a, a keyword searching tool. And then each of those pages was just a templated, like, uh, here's how you find out what textbooks you need. You go to bncollege.com and you search for your university and then you type in your class numbers. And then, oh my gosh, they're so expensive. You're not going to spend $2,000 in textbooks. So instead, whatever my flow is of like install this browser extension or copy the ISBN numbers and search for them on textbooks, please. And then look at this. Oh my gosh, you saved this much money. And here's a testimonial. Oops. Uh, here's a testimonial from someone who went to your school, right. who uh, now, now I'm building up the, the social capital. Uh, those are my two marketing ideas for what to do with it. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, Facebook might be really good because you can target exactly your your customer. Like They go to this yeah. university and are this age. Um, yep, yep. The other one that might be interesting is Reddit ads. Um, usually mm. Reddit ads are not great, but you might be able to hit exactly your target market there. Like there's my, there's probably subreddits for students of all the universities. Um, so you might be able to run an ad on the subreddit for that university linking directly to the page, the landing page that you make. Oh, I love that. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And then that's, then that's very targeted. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Thank you, boss. <laughs> there, there you go. Something else to look at. Cool. Is that an episode? Did we do it? I, is that? I think so. That uh, is the length we said, and we have action items for next <laughs> week. So, look at us. Great, Chris. It was great chatting with you on the very first episode of the uh, Make Dev podcast. Awesome. Uh, good, good chatting with you. Also, <laughs> I'll see you in a week. All right. See you in a week. Goodbye. Bye.